On this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we continue our review of Marcus Aurelius's meditations. Seneca wrote his letters knowing that they would be read by many others. Epictetus' words were written by his students as he taught them, but Marcus's notes were written for himself to help keep his mind on the practice of philosophy. Enjoy! All right, Brandon, there you go. <laughs> Doing your thing, making some noise. Yeah, always making noise at the wrong so, time. So we're back again, uh, continuing our Marcus Aurelius meditations talk. So we we decided we're going to do book four um, for continuation. And we, we tried to, we kind of, on this one, we, we tried to narrow it down a little more to ones that we both marked, except for a couple. Yeah. But that's okay. You wrote that down, right? Yeah, I got it all okay. listed. So, uh, again, uh, this is the Stoic philosophy of Marcus Aurelius. Wait, did none of us mark number one? <laughs> Come on. Okay, well, let's do number one then. There's only that one part in it I would like. I like. Okay, read the, the reason why I like. like it. This one because um, in books two and three that we just covered on the last episode, none of no, we there was a lot of reoccurring themes. Yeah, this one wasn't the theme. Okay, of any of them, I don't think. All right, number one says our inward power, when it obeys nature, reacts to events by accommodating itself into what it faces to what is is possible. It needs to be a specific material. No specific material. It needs no, thank you. It needs no specific material. It pursues its own aims as circumstances allow. And this is the key. It turns obstacles into fuel. 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 As a fire overwhelms what would have quenched a lamp. Okay, so that's kind of cool. So actually, things that get in your way of pursuing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I do like this. Okay, so our inward power, when it's obeying nature, reacts to events by accommodating itself by what it faces. So this yeah. is a, that saying that, what is that saying? Okay, but so whenever it something gets in the way of, um, of us obtaining what our nature desires, we are become more powerful or are able to what is yeah it? i i don't i don't know a what fire th- a fire uh, like opposition is the fuel that fire you know fires us it inside is. we for myself personally i think that and i'm just gonna because i don't want to point it to anybody else it's not fair but i think for myself i've spent oh i've, I've why are you I've, looking right at i me? have often I have often, um, when a challenge or an obstacle came my way, my first reaction is to like navigate around it, to try and run from it. Yeah. And after a while, you just kind of teeter out, and you just you just die. Like you you lose momentum and fuel because you're just running. You're running yeah. and you're running and you're running, and then you break and you crash. But if you when the obstacle come your way. 
if you take it head on and you and you and you and you and you and you and you, uh, you um, overcome the obstacle, according to um, Marcus here, those obstacles turn into fuel, and then you keep on pushing on. Yeah, it actually fires up your engines yeah. stronger. Yeah, we have a cult. We have a culture of running and hiding. Yeah, we should be focused on nature brings in an obstacle. Hey, this is going to make me stronger. Let me see what I can do. I'm not saying like, just let it destroy you, but do what you can to get through it. And that will build your character. It will give you energy and it will basically, it will mold you better. And let you know you're alive too. Yeah. There we go. That's number one. Makes it burn brighter. Opposition makes the soul or the spirit burn brighter. Oh, I didn't mark that. Let me mark that. And makes it burn brighter. Still makes it burn still higher. So it is the fuel. It's thrown on top of the conflagration, is absorbed and consumed. So it's kind of cool imagery too that you're not just getting around it or whatever. You're going through whatever the thing is, and actually that's building you. Yep. That's actually making it's it's adding to you the so also the weakness becomes a strength or something like that you know or whatever yeah okay so what's the first one you had marked there the first one that that we we got is number three okay oh okay so this is kind of this this is uh kind of the idea of of getting away but no matter where you go you always bring yourself yeah so People try to get away from it all to the country, to the beach, Brandon. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I got a picture from you there. Yeah. To the, wait, to the, to the mountains. Ma- oh, oh dang, gosh. that's where I was. Son of a gun. He got me too. <laughs> you always wish that you could, that you always wish that you could too, which is idiotic. I love that. You can get away from it anytime you like by going within. By going Ooh. within. Nowhere can you go. You can go is more peaceful, <clears throat> more free of interruptions than your own soul. Now, before you go further, I don't know how the I forget how the rest of this goes. But isn't this kind of like a Ralphism mm-hmm. so far? Do you see the Ralph? Or since Ralph came way longer, way later than Marcus, then do you think Ralph might he have probably was influenced? Yeah, by him. yeah. And it's also like, wait, isn't this kind of a Buddhism? Sure. Yeah. Hey, you know? Hey, exactly. And Buddha came 700 years before. Yeah. yeah. It's just like this This whole searching within is like, sometimes like people think it's an Eastern and a Western divide, you know? Sure. Between, but that's... No, the only... It's, it's what's, not. What's Marcus's word? Um, he says, it's idiotic. To think that. Yeah. Idiot. You're an idiot. So, uh, an instant's recollection, recollection, and there it is, complete tranquility. And by tranquility, I mean the kind of harmony. So keep getting away from it all like that. Renew yourself, but keep it brief and basic. A quick visit should be enough to ward off all part missing whatever yeah know. i love that line a quick visit yeah you know when you're and in send like, you back ready to face what awaits you yeah just like it's almost like he's do like a do like a five minute meditation yeah that's crazy he's not using that word 
He didn't even, that's not even the title of the actual book. Yeah, it's not even the title of the book. But he's saying, you go within for a little bit. You know, even kind of that whole, if somebody's frustrated at something, hey, count to 10 backwards, you know, just, and then re-get yourself out of the situation for, you know, a split second or whatever, you know, and all of a sudden, then you can re-look at the thing. And this is kind of, this is kind of the, uh, the imagery, right, or the stereotype, if there is one, for a stoic person. You imagine, I watched a little cartoon one time describing stoicism, and it was by that, what's his name, Maximo Pugliati. The cartoon thing? Yeah. And like, yeah. it showed a guy being stoic, and it showed a bunch of people like arguing and like pointing and spitting at the guy, and it showed him just like, breathing and how stoic he was how he wasn't and i i can picture him going within yeah. for a moment to like get just get out of this mm-hmm. very stoic because yeah, people want to draw you the world is going to try to draw you in and people they're arguing with you because they want you to engage with them because they're trying to convince you but if you can just somehow resist a quick visit. Yeah, I'm going to teach it to my kids. A quick visit. That's all so, you need. And this one's a long one, so he has a lot of points. Um, Should you just read the bullet points then? You can if you want. Do, how many of them do you have? Or do you have them all outlined? Um, I don't know. I, mean, I just know. Because I, I then skip down kind of towards the end. Let's do the third. Let's do the, sec- let's do the last Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sec- the so keep this refuge. and Yeah. Yeah. So keep this refuge in mind. The back roads of yourself. See, I like the the travel because he was talking about traveling. People want to get away to the beach, to the woods, yeah. you know. But you've got your own little back road, you know, a little, little camping spot a world, in your own mind. A world is within you. Yeah. Um, above all, no stress, no strain and no stress. Be straightforward. Look at things like a man. Yeah. Look like a human being, like a citizen, like a mortal. And among the things you turn to, and among the things you turn to, these two, okay? One, the things have no hold, that things have no hold on your soul. They stand there, unmoving, outside it. Disturbance comes only from within, from your own perceptions. I I really like that. Yeah. And then the second one is that everything you see will soon alter and cease to exist. Think of how many things change you've already seen. How many changes you've already seen. Think about that. This is this is super Buddhist. It is. It is. Because all things are subject to all things are subject to change. That's what They're it's, all quote, going to change. Like, Even your state of mind. And they gives a quote, the world is nothing but change. Only life is our life is only perception. I sent you that quote, but it was in a different, a different, different, different uh, phrase. Different yeah, phrasing, it was yeah, from a different version. But the world is nothing but change, and so that makes our life or our life view only a perception of reality. I mean, I added the reality part, but that's think, pretty deep. That's one of the things I liked about his separation between body, soul, and mind. Is he's he's putting emphasis right now 
that so a lot of the sickness that people deal with today, you know, there's body sickness, people have mental illnesses, and mm-hmm. then people have a lot of con- emotional conflicting soul illnesses. Yeah. And what he's saying is like, nothing outside can affect your soul. It's completely protected. That's true. Only you can. Mm-hmm. So you can external x the external can affect your mental, and your mental can affect your soul. Yeah, if right? you let it. If you, only if you let it. The outside can affect your physical body, and that concern about your physical body can you can let it creep in and affect your soul. But there's no one has direct access to your soul but you. They're trying to change that. Yeah. They're trying to get into our they don't minds. Like, they don't man. like that. They don't like that at all. So, but yeah, it's pretty deep. You're like, whoa, these, you know. You close that gate and say, yeah. uh, which, what do you, how do you, how do you, oh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. yeah. Not this time. That was on uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. It's like, uh-uh. <laughs> is that what it's from? I yeah. Don't, I forgot where you quoted it from, but okay. Well, so that's, that's three. That was a good one. Okay. I'm going to read a real quick one. Okay. Five. Oh, yeah. Five is quick. Death. Something like birth, a natural mystery, elements that split and recombined. Oh, geez. It's like alchemy right there. So that's all death is. He's just trying to make it like death. Don't be afraid of it. All it is is like just like birth. It's like something coming together, something breaking apart. Okay. Seven. Seven's another short one. Oh, yeah, I have marked it. Here, I'll read it. Yeah. Seven, choose not to be harmed and you won't be feel and you won't feel harmed. Mm -hmm. Don't feel harmed and you haven't been. Yeah. That's kind of like a a, that's kind of like a reemphasis on the bullet point number one of no one can affect your soul but you. Yeah. So have you been like saying somebody. This person hurt me. Like we, we, we were talking that about with my kids. One of the kids saying he hurt. You yeah. know, he made me sad. Yeah, and it's like, but did how? Well, he the person did that. You know, this thing to me, and it's like, so so it was. It's your reaction that makes he made me sad. No, you made yourself yeah, sad it's, because it's him. It's it's your expectation of what he should have done that didn't happen that made you sad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's kids though. That's kids. They good need to good grow luck. Up. Try, good luck trying to. Yeah, good luck trying to do that. Okay. Do you have any other short ones on the way up here? Nine. It's very short. Okay. Um, nine Let's is. Just... It was for the, it was for the best. So this is what I love about his journal entries. Is sometimes you don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, whatever he said, he just he had something on his mind. Yeah, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna write about he it. He could have had it like he could have had like about a dozen of his soldiers like die just now in an, in an, in a mistake raid. Right? Yeah, or and, an and, avalanche and, or, or something. And, and, or in the whatever. tent and in his tent at night, he goes in. He goes, what a day! And he goes. It was for the best, so nature had no choice but to do it. Well, that's where the avalanche comes in. I didn't read the second line there, but yeah. And so that's what. It, it, well, I don't know how many avalanches they. It had. was exactly. <laughs> Listen, it was for the best, so nature had no choice but to do it. 
It's, and that's something that we don't ever give nature the credit for. No, it's always a tragedy. Yeah. And and why would this happen? Yeah. yeah. It's like, and there's always pointing some blame somewhere, but, oh, there wasn't the warning system and what or whatever. And it's just like, but, like, it's nature. Now, outside of people negligently like starting a forest fire because they didn't use safety measures with their campfire or they lit a cigarette and threw it on the on the dried tumbleweeds and stuff outside of those kind of negligent forest fires there's fires that happen all the time and they're huge tragedies but you know, some but they're they're for the best man but as i'm saying sometimes unless they're like ones that shouldn't have happened but actually though you got to remember the world like is it well actually i don't know what I'm, i was gonna say those fires happen all the time naturally yeah exactly. and it's part of the renewal and the re you know the, yeah the, and part of part of the the way the earth works one of one of our goal one of me and mark's goals is to never talk about things that are like politically uh, political in any way but one of the things i've noticed through his throughout history and prehistory is our our earth has gone through ice ages over and over. Waters have receded. Waters have increased over and over. Areas that once were verdant, verdant forests are now deserts. And then yeah, later, like, thousands of years later became forests again. Yeah. Like, so and referring to like the, the nature knows what it's doing. It's been, it's been changing and changing. It, yeah. And that, that I think the, the, the wrong idea is that, Right now, or at one point in the recent recent time, the Earth became the perfect thing that it, you sure. know, and it, it shouldn't have it shouldn't change in any way. And that's outside, and it's like, well, that's not even you're looking at a super small timeline. I mean, you go you go to thousands of years, millions of years, and all of a sudden you got all kinds of catastrophes. Yeah. And, whole races or not races but civilizations or species yeah and megalithic or giant you know animals and stuff being destroyed and killed and civilizations rising and falling it's not it's all about change it just depends on your timeline and in the end it's so nature had no choice but to do it yeah it's just nature get yeah so uh, I put it, I got an 11, not what your enemy sees and hopes that you will, but what's really there. I like that. I didn't mark it and I laughed at you when I saw that you marked it, <laughs> but now that you've read it. Well, I think it's good because there's, there are enemies out there trying to get you to perceive certain things. They want you to see re a reality that they want you to see. Yeah. You know, that might not be true. You know, there's all kinds of bad info and different things in the world, you know, or there's people trying to start wars and different things, you know, and they're lying about stuff. And it's like, and then people don't take the time to actually look into what's going on. And so the enemy is hoping that you will see it their way, their forced way, you know, that this guy's the enemy or this person or whatever. And but you need to see it how it really is. This is another one of his uh, late night. He walks into his tent at night. He's had a rough day. He probably just argued with a few of his generals about tactics. 
there's an, there's an enemy on the other side of the valley. They know they're there. They've had arguments. And he had to argue with his generals. And the one line he writes before he goes to bed is, it's not what your enemy sees and hopes that you will, but it's what's really there. Yeah. He had to like make sure that he wrote that in his journal that night because he just had to like lecture his generals about like, no, no, no. That's what they want us to believe. Yeah. What's really there though. Yeah. I just made that part up. Okay. Oh yeah. No, this really, that really happened on the battlefield. <laughs> that's a, that's a factual. So, but imagine, you know, so, um, uh, I'll quickly, do, I'll quickly do 12. Okay. There's not a lot to it, but 12 is there's two kinds of readiness or two kinds of readiness are constantly needed. The first is to do only what the logos of authority and law directs with the good of human beings in mind. And the second is to reconsider your position when someone can set you straight or convert you to his. But your conversion should always rest on a conviction that it's right or benefit others, nothing else. Not because it's more appealing or more popular. I like that. That's a Ralphism too. Ralph would, Emerson always talked about like, so what? You changed your mind. Mm-hmm. It's for the best. It's now, it's what you believe is best and that's what you need to do. Yeah. Don't worry about, but, today we have a thing called flip-flopping and everybody criticizes people like, well, you in the 70s, you said this. Yeah. It's like, people are allowed to change the way they think. And if, and if, and if you're not, allowed, then we're If you're allowed really to let, and you're trouble. allowed to let other people convince you like, you know what? You're right. You're right. I didn't see it that way. But sometimes... Flip-flopping is when you... To, it should be oh, yeah. defined as... What? Hypocrisy. Saying one thing and not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- yeah, it's a tactic used now to to discredit somebody. But, you know, I mean, somebody who may have changed their mind, you know, can always... Should be able to explain, well, this is what I thought then. And, and there should be nothing wrong I think there's a that. guy by... Uh, Who's the guy, the the uh, economics guy, the big one? Anyway, he he. Which he, branch of economics? The 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 main branch that everybody follows, Keynesianism. Keynes. Yeah. yeah. He said that um, when when facts you know change, then I'm willing to. Oh gosh, I'm gonna. I'm willing to. Yeah, yeah. When I'm gonna look it up. Why you're looking? It's... Why you're looking that up? One of the tragedies happening like today is everybody thinks they understand science. Well, one of the things with science, oh. <laughs> one of the things with science is science. It, you're supposed to you're supposed to analytically look at the data, and if if it wasn't what you expected, you have to be honest with what you see and be and be oh, and be capable of changing. Your hypothesis, changing what your whether your hypothesis was wrong or right, you have to be honest with it, and and go forward. Today, people consider science as something that just doesn't change. You know, did you find the quote? Yeah, but there's a couple different <laughs> there's a couple different versions of it. Um, so on December twentieth, nineteen seventy, he was interviewed by a panel on television. Meet the press. The transcript. Um, boldface has been added. Well, anyway, um, when well, when events change, I change my mind. What do you do? It's basically when information changes, I change my mind. What do you do? Yeah, 
And that's what so the, the, when events when events change, it's like, well, this is a different situation. You don't stick with it because, like, well, I one time said this. I'm gonna make sure that I stick with that. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. I liked how he said the second thing is to. So the first one is obey the, what the logos or the authority or law directs, and the second one is reconsider it when things change. Okay, I'll read seventeen real quick. Not to live as you, as if you had endless years ahead of you. Death overshadows you while you're alive and able. Be good. Death overshadows you. Always. It's yeah. You always have that death overshadowing. So don't, don't mess. Quit messing around. Do be good now. Okay. So the next one that we both had marked was twenty four. If you if you seek tranquility, do less. Oh, this is a good one. Now, this is like a this is like, uh, Waldo or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's also like one we read in the previous previous yeah. uh, episode a little bit. So, if you see tranquility, Waldo, do less. Walden, Walden. Uh, yeah, Thoreau. This is Thoreau. Yeah, Thoreau. Um, <laughs> if you seek tranquility, do less, or more accurately, do what's essential. What the logos of a special being requires, or social being. Thank you. What the logos of a social being requires, and in the requisite way, which brings a double satisfaction to do less and better. See, if you do less, you can do it even. You can do it better. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Because most of what we say and do is not essential. Mm -hmm. It's wasted. That goes back to your twenty-four hour day, twenty-four hours a day thing. Yeah, you know. it goes back to the very first quote I think we had where it was like, are you distracted by by a bunch of junk? The last thing he says is, um, ask yourself at every moment, is this necessary? But we need to eliminate unnecessary assumptions as well to eliminate the unnecessary actions that follow. I liked that. I never heard that before right, referenced that way. We always talk about, we always talk about eliminating... Um, like unnecessary action, but we also should eliminate unnecessary assumptions because yeah. those assumptions are what lead to these unnecessary. We actions. we have a lot of assumptions that, yeah, we just make. Yeah, we you Which know goes back to the earlier conversation. Like, what do they think? And what, also, do they, what do they mean by that? Don't yeah. don't worry about it. They'll tell you directly if they hate you. <laughs> well, not everybody. <laughs> well, and if they don't, but it's not it's not your problem if they don't. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing uh, in seven in book two seven do external things distract you then make time for yourself to learn something worthwhile stop letting yourself be pulled in all directions kind of like this if you seek tranquility do less don't let all these distractions get in there take you know get control of yourself because there's always something there to distract you even your little assumptions, these little things that you go, well, if this is right, then this, you know. Yeah, sure. You're taking it further than you have to and making all these things that you don't even need to be worried about, like you that's said. A, that's a deep, dark hole. Yeah. I've gone down that rabbit hole too many times. Yeah. Um, we both have 26, Brandon. Oh, yay. Okay. You've seen that. This is just his statement. You've seen that. Now look at this. Don't be disturbed. Uncomplicate yourself. Someone has done wrong to himself. 
Something has happened to you. Good. It was meant for you by nature woven into the pattern from the beginning. Life is short. That's all there is to say. Get what you can from the present. Thoughtfully, justly, unrestrained moderation. I love it. That, that's the best. That's probably one of the best, like, a, a, a phrase I've never heard. Unrestrained moderation. Like, it's almost like an oxymoron, but so cool. Yeah, no, it. I, it is more than I better than I thought. Here, let me let me prove it to you by marking it myself. But no, that's really good. Unrestrained. unrestrained moderation. Like, hey, dude, you can have all the moderation you want. It's like an all-you-can-eat like buffet, but of moderation. So it's like, but it's a very cool. That's yeah. actually that might be that's very stoic. The phrase of the day: unrestrained. You can have. You get all the moderation you want, and it's like, but it's moderation. So, yeah, I like it. That's a good one. We should we should do a Gnostic Deluge T-shirt that says "Unrestrained Moderation." Unrestrained moderate. Unrestrained moderate. <laughs> That's the classic phrase. Let me read twenty-eight. Okay, this is one of his. And the other. This okay, is this his. is this is one where I was like, I didn't mark it. Brandon's like, okay, and we started discussing it, and then I'm like, wait, wait, no, stop. Okay, yeah, we did. So twenty-eight. It's one of his things that he writes a word and then starts. He's like, it's like he's diagramming this yeah. on a piece of paper. Twenty-eight says character: colon dark, womanish, obstinate. And then he and then he writes uh, like a list. The list is wolf, sheep, child, fool, cheat, buffoon, salesman, and tyrant. Okay, so now you need to start explaining what the heck is going on with this well, thing. Because I was just like, what? He's talking about a certain kind of character. And the character that he's describing is like a dark, womanish, and obstinate character. So he writes down all these things that he associates with this, right? Like, just basically, you know, quit being a child. Quit being a sh- you fool. You're being a fool, a buffoon. He even writes salesmen. I love that. Yeah. That's a certain type of person for you sure. You know, tyrant. But my what I was what got me is we mentioned wolf and sheep. A yeah. lot of times people associate their opposites as you're either a wolf or a sheep. Yeah. Right? And he wrote them both down as a character that he is not um supportive of. He doesn't he doesn't respect this character. Like right? they have the this bad the bad a bad character or something. Yeah, because yeah, it's even a sheep, a child, a buffoon, a salesman, a tyrant, a cheat. And so I thought mm-hmm. of something that we read back when we were going through the Gospel of Thomas. And I remember this verse in the Gospel of Thomas that basically talked about, basically, in the end, like, hey, I'm just passing through. You know, mm-hmm. don't like, don't get involved in the, don't be a wolf or a sheep. You know, don't get involved in, in all the 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 cheating and the buffoonery and the salesmanship and stuff these are all characters characteristics that are dark i don't i don't know why he says womanish it's probably an older way of looking at it but uh you know why why is that he's sexist <laughs> <laughs> that's why but anyways, i mean it was uh, i yeah. i felt like since it reminded me of that i'm just passing through mentality like yeah i'm not a wolf or a sheep i'm just passing through here 
Like these are the sheep. They're going to do whatever they're told. These are the wolves. They're these are the ones that tell them what to do or try and benefit yeah, from I'm them. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be either one of them. Hmm. Okay. Brandon, good point. Yeah, good point. Maybe not. Maybe not as good as a uh, uh, first thought, but yeah, that's a good point. Okay, now we're going to thirty-one. Okay, love the discipline you know, and let it support you, and trust everything willingly to the gods, and then make your way through life. No one's master, and no one's slave. I'm just passing through. That's exactly, but you were talking about the wolf and the sheep. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a wolf or a sheep. You, you're not going to be the. You're not going to be the guy that's making people do things, or you know, the wolf. Yeah. But you don't want to be the sheep where you're being led to do things. You are. You just. You're actually the only master. Of is of you is yourself. I guess. Yeah. You've mastered yourself, but you're not um, any, you know, no one's master, no one's slave. Let the discipline you know, and let it support, love the discipline you know, let it support you in trusting everything to the gods, then make your way through life. No one's master, no one's slave. That's a good place to be. I love being there. I mean, but imagine trying to be a king and doing that. It's hard. Imagine trying to be any. Imagine trying to be anybody that in is, any place of power. Yeah, yeah. So can you imagine? Like, I can't even imagine because you have to be telling people what to do, and you're trying to please people, and you're being you're you're being a master and a and a other people's whims at the same time. It's just like. He's just talking himself down, man, from that ledge. He's like, whoa, I got to get up that ledge. What else did you have? Um, we have 32. Oh, that's a long one, Mark. We we both picked it. Oh, we did. Okay. So don't blame me. Okay, how you want to read it, though? Um, I just think we just read the first part and see the first part. The last line is what I what I highlighted. In. Oh, let's. <laughs> I say we read the. Oh, let's, let me quickly go through it. This is a good one. Yeah, this is kind of like knowing history. Okay, let's just take each part. Read the first part, and we'll talk about it. Okay. So he 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 says the age of Vespasian must be. I think Vespasian was like an earlier emperor. Yeah, the age of Vespasian. For example, people doing the exact same things, marrying, raising children, getting sick, dying, waging war, throwing parties, doing business, farming, flattering, boasting, distrusting, plotting, hoping others will die, complaining about their own lives, (laughs) falling in love, putting money away, or putting away money, seeking high office and power. And that life they led is nowhere to be found. See, so they were worried... They were wrapped up in their own thing. And gosh, it doesn't sound much different than his age or and this is or our age. Yeah. There's exactly. that thing. This is the another not on this does not I'm not critic this is not a criticism. I'm not being a punk here because I do have a family myself. So do you. Wait, you're marrying? You're raising children. I've married too. and I've raised children, but I'm saying this you is got all, sick. This is a this, this is another wolf and sheep comparison here. So now the age of Trajan, who was another emperor, the exact yeah. same things, and that life too, 
gone. gone. Poof. Survey the records of other eras and see how many others gave their all and soon died and decomposed into the elements that formed them. But most of all, run through the list of those you know yourself, you knew yourself, those who worked in vain, who failed to do what they should have, what they should have remained fixed on and found satisfaction in. A key point to bear in mind, the value of attentiveness varies in proportions to its object. And here's my highlighted line, the last one, like he always does a great job at doing, is Marcus says, you're better off not giving the small things more time than they deserve. Yeah. That's all too true, Mark. But, I mean, but just think of the thing that if people are doing the exact same things, doing all these things, flattering, boasting, distrusting, plotting, hoping others will die. Yeah. Complaining about their own lives, falling in love, putting away money, seeking high office and power, marrying, getting sick, dying. It's just this everybody we're all going through the same thing. So where's where's the real stuff? Yeah. And it ends off in a very like you've referenced about three or four times now, between this and last episode. It's kind of almost in a way Buddhist. You're better off not giving the small things more time than they deserve. Yeah. And the small things are these trivial, you know, oh, should I? I mean, we spend so much time like, hey, I'm going to pull out 50% of my Bitcoin and move it over to this. And I'm. And we spend so much of our lives just Wait, frolicking through. You've got a Bitcoin? Wait, tell me about this. <laughs> what should I do with my Bitcoin? We spend so much of our time just like... Just like doing small things. Yeah. And not paying attention to the real things. Yeah. Or the things that make us any different from anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great one. Thanks for referencing that one. Mark 32. That wasn't as long as I thought. No, it looked it wasn't. Long, I think that 33 I think it's was so good. Yeah. 32 was like actually one of the one of the best ones so far. Just so straightforward. Do we have 34 on the list? You wish. We should do that one. 34? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a short one. Okay. Go for it. Hand, hand yourself over to Clotho voluntarily and let her spin you into whatever she pleases. So Clotho, that's one of the fates. One of the three, like th- these three Those, women weave that the, weave. The, yeah. They cut, yeah, they cut the... One one we, one weaves it, one cuts it, one yeah. It's basically destiny. It's basically yeah, density. The zo- yeah. The zodiac, it's fate, you know. It's basically like, hey, let we spend so much of our time trying to like we like I've already said like ten times now, I think, in the last couple hours. We we live most of our lives trying to run away from something that's coming. And from or from th- or from things that we just have built into us, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm a um, I'm a Pisces, right? So I'm I'm always dreaming about cool things. I'm always starting new ideas. I'm always, you know, I love music. I love like uh, animals, right? I have all these things that like I resonate with, and then they're just who I am. Yeah. And we often just let Clotho, dude. Eat this. Let Clotho weave. Was let Clotho spin 
me You're... into whatever she pleases. You know, I'm, let... well, sometimes it's best to embrace some of those. Yeah. Instead of instead of always fighting against, you know, like fate gave me some, or you know, just life give gives you some certain things, and sometimes it's just like, well, that's what I'm. You know, I love this, this, but do we want to... And do a good job at it. Yeah. And of course, the, the weaknesses, do a good job at the better things so that the things that you don't do as good at aren't like the number one item on your resume, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Clotho. Good old Clotho. Take over. I'll be teaching my kids about Clotho tonight. Okay, um, you're like Clotho, they're like, who? I know Clotho, the name. You know. you know, Clotho. Yeah, whenever I whenever I read that, I was like, what is this? I had to look it up. Yeah. Um, you know what, now we go to 49. Well, we're getting far. You're not going to go over the Epictetus quote that he gives? Okay, yeah. Because actually, this is, uh, I this is, actually, whenever we did Epictetus, I think we quoted this one. Yeah. But it's a good reminder. He all he writes is a quote from Epictetus. It's all he writes, and it says, "Yeah, this a, is one of his journal entries." Yeah, a little wisp of soul carrying a corpse. I love it. That's what we are. That's very hermetic too. One of the one of the um, ways to push through the harmony is to basically hate your is to get rid of your physical attach your physical body, right? To like break away from the physical. Yeah. Yeah, overcome, you know, overcoming it. Yeah, overcoming it. I mean, it. not, not, you know, yeah. And that's what, also, it's, it's even what uh, Hermes the, taught his, uh, I think it was. The Gnostic too. Yeah, exactly. Th- that everybody has this little, wisp, this little sp- sparkle Spark. of, of of wisdom in them from God. Yeah. That we all, and then, but you're clothed in, yeah. in flesh. And it's, you, what you need to pay attention to is. The thing that makes you different from the world, that you have a touch of, of godliness in you, and that's exactly. what sets you apart from all of re- all other, of reality. It threw, um, in the uh, Corpus Hermeticum, it threw little Tat off. For, you know, most things threw him off at first. Yeah, it threw him off when Hermes was like, "When you're, when you're, you're look. I'm not who you think I am." You yeah, know? you're seeing. Some old dude or whatever. Yeah, you see my body. This is not me. Like the I'm this body is gone. I I'm I'm this body's dead. Like yeah. I, I can't remember how he worded it, but like yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Good thing I like he like quoted Epictetus. Yeah, because um And Mark, I'm gonna Ooh. tell you this right now. You're not seeing Brandon right. This is this you see my body, but this is I'm I'm far more profound right now, dude. That deep, huh? As if your body isn't cool enough. <laughs> chiseled by the gods. Too bad we don't have this on video. People can see how how chiseled it is. Chiseled by the gods. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the one after that. Let's just read these little ones real quick. Yeah. There is nothing bad in undergoing change or good in emerging from it. Oh sure, it's impartial. There's nothing bad in undergoing change or good in emerging from it. Oh, that's weird. It's it's almost like well, it's almost like um, because nature is not bad or good. It's this is a clockwork. This is what happens. It's just change and 
emerging from change. They're not good or bad. You should expect it. Yeah, as part of this, it's, it should expect it. It shouldn't be like a high. It shouldn't be a high or a low. This is change what we should is expect. so hard, though. Man. I know because we we don't in the hermetic way. We don't we don't want change. We don't we don't we don't respect rhythm. Yeah, you know. And yeah, so, that's swinging back and forth. Yeah. We're like, what? Why would it do this? It's like that's just the way it goes. But no. <laughs> But why would it change? Because I like things, you know, I like the way they are. And it's most of us. Yeah, it's hard to deal with. That's why Meister Eckhart would say in his five principles, you know, of of becoming of becoming uh, enlightened. He basically say, don't get happy when things are good. Don't get sad when things are bad. Unrestrained moderation. Like just even kill. Like unrestrained moderation. Dude, you can have. All you can eat, moderation. I just love that. <laughs> Unrestrained moderation. Um, this the first forty-three is also short. It's the second time he's referenced, or the third time he's referenced. Life is a river. Time is a river, a violent current of events glimpsed once and already carried past us, and another follows and is gone. Just this current reminds me of Pink Floyd's um, "Endless River" album. I... And the song "High Hopes" references "Endless River." I think that they're referencing uh, the endless river here. I think is talking about philosophy. This is an uh, forever flowing current. Yeah, on the album cover for endless. That's river, the thing. Shows a guy on the, on the like. I've I've it's endless. I've been in circumstances where I was like, can I just like? I just wish, like that we could just stop everything that's going on right now, and I can get set, put out of it. You know. Like just, but it's not the way it Dude. time to time some, doesn't slow yeah. down for anybody. And some parts of the river, the rapids get like white. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. Or some parts don't are know just, what some to parts do. it's just like, it's just like you can, it's just like, the, it's like the uh, Salt Lake river. You just sit back in the tube and just. Dude, Salt Lake. We went there. Oh man. I call it's it, nasty. I saw, I, call, I meant Salt River. Is oh. That you meant? No, no Salt, Salt Lake. I, that is too. Well, I'm just saying we went there. I think it was in the summer, and man, I mean, there's just all these flies and stuff. It's, I'm talking about the actual Salt Lake, not Salt Lake City. I'm not discouraging. Yeah. The, no, the, it's, it's very. It's a still river. It's a still. Yeah, just, it's like a, almost huge like a, lake. But it's almost like it's like, it's almost like it's mud, right? Yeah, yeah. Depending, but it's just a stagnant lake. But because of all the salt and stuff in it, it's not. Like, by you, but there's these little shrimps in there. Oh, is there? Yeah, the I don't remember what they're called. These brine shrimp. They're like these tiny little. You, they have the name brine shrimp. Yeah, makes sense. Why? Like they live in like brine. Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because it's a salt salt lake, yeah. and they're living in a brine. Is something that you put like olives in. I remember I tried to make olives. Yeah, we, I think we both tried. We, we pulled, yeah, off the olive. Here in Arizona, there's a bunch of olive trees that they used to plant. I can tell you what, they're it hard. It's hard, to, it's hard to do the right way. You have to know how you're doing. Well, I think, yeah, I, I don't know if they're, but so you basically just cut, you get the olives and then you cut them and then you put them in a brine, which is a super salty uh, thing. And then they're supposed to, they cure because. Whenever you eat an all, if you eat it, because I remember being a kid, yeah, you try to eat an olive, they're bitter. Yeah. And uh, 
So what what happens is the the salt cures it so and then preserves it, but also it makes it takes the bitterness out. But it we never got it to work. So we'll whatever. try we'll try again. Yeah. I live next to the olive mill. You know, you what, do. You yeah, yeah. Mill? Yeah. I mean I it's I live it's not like I'm not next door to it, but yeah. Out out there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll try it. We'll go sneak some olive out the olive mill Bro, grounds and break in. So what's the next one you have on the list? Is that we it? We have uh Um Well, okay, let's do forty eight. I'm sorry, Brandon. Forty eight? We'll just do a quick one. Just because it mentions not Pompe- the whole thing. Just because it mentions Pompeii, huh? And Hercul okay. Herculaneum. Oh yeah, it does. Okay. You read oh, then. You okay. read then. Don't let yourself forget how many doctors have died after furrowing their brows over how many de- deathbeds, how many astrologers after pompous forecasts about others' ends, how many philosophers after endless disputations on death and immortality, how many warriors after inflicting thousands of casualties themselves, how many tyrants after abusing the power of life and death atrociously, as if they themselves immortal, how many whole cities have met their end? Helic, Pompeii, Herculaneum, and countless others, and all the ones you know yourself, one after another. Um, in short, know this: human lives are brief and trivial. Yesterday, a blob of semen. That's why you wanted to talk about. It. Yes. <laughs> Tomorrow, embalming fluid, ash. Yeah. That's what to pass through this dust to dust. That's right. To pass through this brief life as nature demands, to give it up without complaint. Oh, this you'll like this. Like an olive that ripens and falls, <laughs> praising its mother, thanking the tree it grew on. You said you liked that line. I did. I did. So it's just kind of cool though. Like all these doctors that, you know, are maybe saving lives and worry they're all they all die. There's no nothing they can do, you know. Yeah, I mean, it happens to every people, astrologers laying out people's, you know, like t- timeline and everything, and reading their palms or whatever. Yeah, they they're the end fate for everybody's death. The best warriors die. The yeah tyrants, you know, that are the worst to everybody. They're all gonna die. Whole cities. I mean, Pompeii was. Crushed by ash, Herculaneum was filled up by mud, and everybody drowned in mud. Oh, how horrific. But, you know. You got anything else? Human life is trivial. You start off as a little blob of semen, and meat and the egg, you end up in embalming fluid and ash. Don't make an ash of yourself. We We should have a shirt that says that. Yeah, it's like this long phrase. You start off like a thing of see, <laughs> and at the very end, don't make an ash of yourself. Don't be an ash. <laughs> so okay, I just I like that one because it's just like no. I mean, I guess I guess it's just we're all mortal, and what are we concentrating on? Hey, can you hand me one of those cold drinks? Cold. I'm feeling parched as ever. Is it cold? Oh, ice, dude. Dude, this ice. Can you handle it? 
Oh yeah, I can. So, you know, I mean, so, okay, so now we go to 49. I'll read the first, because it's short while Brandon's drinking. Or do you want, you I'll go it. for it, okay. Now that I'm done drinking. Now that Brandon's got his. <laughs> to be like the rock that the waves keep crashing over, it stands unmoved, and the raging of the seas, and the raging of the sea falls still around it. That's just one of his this one liner. He's tired tonight. He's the like, rock and the waves keep crashing. Doesn't he's move. probably yeah. He's, he's probably got all this stuff that he feels this weight, yes. all this weightiness, you know, around him, and he's like, oh, okay. I imagine I'm like a rock, and all these things hit me are waves. I gotta just stand strong and do what I can. Yeah. How many? Not, nothing against Marcus because I think he's awesome. Um, but how many? Whether it's scripture or whether it's philosophy books or whether it's like parables of any kind from most from countless cultures use an analogy of a rock being unmoved. Yeah. Right. You know, so Yeah. The thing is, is I don't know if Marcus understood this or not, but after thousands and thousands of years that rock does actually start to deteriorate and turn into sand. Yeah. But uh, that's probably that's that's going outside the scope of the nice thought that he had, dude. Marcus, this is the worst analogy that you've ever. I mean, well, what are you gonna do? No, no, you're not going to do anything because you can't only do it. You can. Control. I know, but even those raging waves will shape will shape the rock. Over time, you know, but that's the, what fate decrees. And 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 what but nature what, is, what nature does is the right thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but you're still that rock, and it's just like you have no choice but to stand firm. That's how I got. And yeah, it's gonna beat you down. Yeah, that's how I got who how who I am. Look Mark. at me now. <laughs> you know, and even Marcus wrote all this stuff. Where is he now? You know what? I don't know. I, I hope he's dead. I, I, he is dead, but I hope that he, uh, uh, well, Maybe first of all, it, dude. on his, one of his earlier comments that we did last episode, one of his earlier entries, he actually, I don't know if we ever covered, if we actually read it or not, but he was actually suggesting that he's actually probably in another human right now or in, in another creature somehow right now, because as you know, you return to the dust, it, everything cycles through. Brandon, I have something to tell you. Yeah. I'm Marcus. My name is Mark. <laughs> and sometimes when I was young, my dad would call me Marcus. So, coincidence? I think not. Nope. I don't think so either. Um, Yeah. So, that was pretty good. These are all pretty good. Okay. It's a 49A. I like how he starts it. It's like, it's unfortunate that this has happened. It's like, what? He just kind of goes into it. And he's like, no. It was like, make be a conversation with himself. No. It's fortunate that this has happened, and I've remained unharmed by it, not shattered by the present or frightened of the future. It could have happened to anyone, but not everyone could have remained unharmed by it. This is like I wonder. I know I'm not saying this is what happened, but like now, Brandon keeps going through these. More could be revealed later, but this is something that I, if I was, if I learned that my oldest son. You know, you know what's a good like uh, Greek or uh, Roman name? 
trait. So okay, Jim. Biggest. <laughs> I'm gonna go for Jim. Jimus. So if my oldest, if my oldest son Jimus, if I just got a letter that day saying that he died in in a battle, you know, I can see myself like I gotta be strong, gotta be like a rock, you know, and because he's out, and then he's like, this could have happened to anyone, but not everyone could remain unharmed by it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like basically propping himself up and like battling through it like i'm gonna be like a rock on this one my yeah. people don't need me to be depressed Woman-ish. for the next month Womanish. would you use that word i wouldn't today <laughs> but back then it was acceptable <laughs> i'm not gonna be womanish i'm not gonna be well the other word dark womanish or uh, yeah use womanish right? <laughs> that's the word like it's so funny. obstinate so He's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be, because like, he's like, a week ago in my journal entry, I talked about what it's like to be dark, womanish, or obstinate. Yeah. I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to be strong like a rock. And the waves will crash around me. And that's what he says. Can you really call something a misfortune that doesn't violate human nature? That's a real yeah, thing that death happens. comes to all of us. Yeah. It's not a tragedy. This is what happens. Well, I mean, in your, in your little mind it's, of yeah, what, what you're talking exactly I'm like death comes well that's not we don't know that's what he's talking about but <laughs> you're right <laughs> you have this whole story his son just died he was in a I battle just created a story about this yeah but there was thousands of others that died along with him okay so but he's concentrating on the one death of his own son but the other ones aren't so they were fighting for their country Right, yeah. As as Roman men, yeah. But his son, because it's his son, particularly stings. You know, exactly. That's the one he's worried about, especially because of the way that he died is the worst. Yeah, he it was horse. It was trampled by a horse. Oh. But anyways, and his last words were, <laughs> "Tell my father to be a rock." Um. Yeah. So let's keep going on it. Does what? Does what's happened keep you from acting with justice, generosity, self-control, sanity, prudence, honesty? This is also a Ralphism, being too wordy. Sanity, prudence, honesty, humility, straightforwardness, and all the other qualities that allow a person's nature to fulfill itself. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's like, well, is this going to change me? Or change that justice generosity these things i've it doesn't change and the what fact. Did, what did he say about obstacles they he fuel said, you they fuel yeah use it as your fuel so remember this principle when something threatens to cause you pain the thing itself was no misfortune at all to endure it and prevail is great good fortune hmm. take it and turn it on its head i i this hate to be the person that says this says this but a lot easier said than done, but we also don't know that there was actually a death involved. He he could have just lost a he could have just lost like a a, a a one of his war chariots that day. But the thing is, is like he had some kind of thing happen. Probably was thinking about yeah, challenges. You're the worst case scenario, Brandon. Yeah, exactly. Maybe could have happened his, to anybody. He tripped right? over his shoelace. Yeah, could have happened to anybody. He was giving a speech and. Like a bird came and like pecked at him while in the middle of the speech. It could have happened to anybody. Well, whatever it was, that's the others thing. Is would, that others would have lost control. 
Yeah. He kept his composure. Or he's, he's trying to keep his composure by saying, listen, Marcus, you didn't do it. Is this going to make you lose everything, you know? Birds flying into thing? your face. It's, not, it's order of nature. It is the order of nature. Are you going to read 51? The last Go one? Go for it, yeah. It's really short. It's a good piece of advice. Though it's also sometimes country. This is something that I, I don't know. Okay, I like, I like the Robert it. Frost approach. And I'm a Robert Frost. But we'll see with the Marcus. Marcus approach and Robert Frost approach is a little different. But let's see. Okay. Take the shortest route, the one that nature planned. So speak and act in the healthiest way. Do that, and to be free of pain and stress, free of all calculation and pretension. Well, okay. I understand I like what that. you're saying about the Robert Frost thing because he's like, and I, I chose the path. Yeah, but you sometimes know, the least, cha- sometimes the traveled. path least traveled could be the shortest route. It probably is. Yeah, because well, you're looking at it as as the path of least resistance, mm. you know, which is like the easy road, and that's why in the two roads diverge in the wood. It's like the one that everybody's traveled down, but. The road that everybody traveled down is not the easiest road. It's the worst road to go on. Because exactly. people don't end up. They end up. Math. They end up all like marrying, raising children, getting sick, dying, waging war, throwing parties, doing business, farming, yeah. flattering, boasting, distrusting, plotting, hoping others will die, complaining about their own lives, falling in love, putting away money, seeking high office and power. That's the road that's everybody's traveled. Great and spacious dang building, right? Yeah. The thing is, though, is what I liked about what I like about this, though, is we he says with that free of calculation, right? Sometimes we calculation like when when do you ever make a calculation when you're choosing a path? Is when you're trying to justify why you're taking it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. And so. And free of distraction. Yeah. You know, like, they're, everybody's always getting in distracted. And what is the real purpose of life? You know? Yeah. I mean, and so you want the shortest route, you want the direct route to where you're going. If you're trying to get to enlightenment, you're not going to get there by going off on all these different tangents. You're looking for a direct route. And that doesn't mean the easy path because yours, it, let's just take all of his things and kind of on that road. You're going to that direct path. There's going to be all kinds of obstacles and, but those obstacles are actually going to fuel you so you can go even faster towards your goal. Marcus was a genius. Genius. Well, the cool thing is that you take all of his different, you can, somebody could take like a whole, all of his things and kind of compile them into, yeah, you know, like a, no, totally. And to put them in kind of a, an order that an order for like a, a, a more, cause this is like, this is, this a journal entry order for him. Yeah. This but, is random, but yeah. they're, but whenever you, you read them and everything, you can, you can start putting them into categories. And one of the things about Marcus is, and I shouldn't say this cause I haven't done my homework on it, but I did a couple years ago, look into it a little bit. I believe that, and this is why I was saying earlier in the, in the last episode that being a 
emperor or being a, a being a leader of a, of a, you know it's not all kicks and giggles um because they don't usually last they don't live too long yeah you know but i be, i i can i'll have to go check and and i probably will forget to update it on another episode so don't no promises but i think he lived a long time for a um he was the emperor for like i think like 30 something years yeah, it was his son who was next that lived a short yeah. short life because yeah. he wasn't at least according to them, he, he wasn't didn't, he didn't um he he didn't learn from his dad apparently. No. Nope. But um yeah, I think Marcus lived uh he was he he ruled for many many years. Well, yeah, cuz he got in there um in uh gosh, dang it, when was it? I had it marked somewhere cuz his now that you got me, are you looking at Wikipedia? He was from 161 to 180. So he ruled for 19 years. Yeah, which is pretty good because, I mean, you yeah. have like a lot of guys getting murdered and stuff. Yep, and- it's a regular thing in that world. I mean, regular thing to yeah. only be ruling for a few years before the next emperor schemes against you and takes over. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Or like something like your brother kills you or your son. Well, an interesting thing is too that he was he was kind of like a he had a co regent with him. What's that? A co regent. Oh, like a second in a second in charge. Yeah, it was him and another guy that were kind of the the emperors. Oh, I don't think I knew because that. it was by he was adopted. Yeah, I remember reading that by a a guy. What's his name? Uh, Hadrian. Okay, that sounds familiar. And because uh, the guy that he was a distant relative of Hadrian was going to succeed him, but the distant relative died. <laughs> and then so he adopted Marcus. And, That's right. Uh, That's right. But because uh, he was going to, but he had a co-regent because, oh, how does it go? Anyway, but just know that he... The, but the other guy ended up dying, not under mysterious circumstances or anything, you know, but. Sure. So. Um, and the other thing is, and I don't know if this means, but just a, as a few note, food for thought before we end. Um, he was known as, what they call, I can't find it anymore. You might have read it in the introduction. He was one of like. Five. Thir- the five yeah. good emperors or something. Yeah. Where actually, this was a time of, in in the Roman Empire where it was time of relative peace. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there was him, there him was being on the there battlefront. Always stuff wasn't going like on. A, wasn't like a an Alexander the Great battlefront. Yeah, it's not like he was trying to rule the world. Yeah, he was probably just putting out different um, fires and stuff. You know, or not. You know, like problems that were happening. Yeah, small bandit tribes Freaking and stuff. Christians. <laughs> you know. But I, I can see why he would be considered one of the good emperors because um, there was a whole bunch of there was a whole bunch of horrible ones. Yeah. So. And he even mentions Nero. Yeah, I think Nero is like the who's the other one, Caligula. Uh, Caligula, yeah. Caligula was supposed to be like some kind of crazy like Caligula. Yeah, Caligula, I, he had a um, horse. Caligula, ever heard of Caligula's horse? Is that that's a band, right? It's a band, and I love the band, but they're named after his Caligula's horse. 
They don't know the name of Caligula's horse, or is this Caligula's horse? I, I don't know. I, if the name, if the horse's name was Frank, I don't know if they would call the man Frank. But <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, those are some bad emperors. So bless Marcus. Yeah. Well, we at least know that he was what whatever because you know I mean history puts whatever label they want on him, and you know I'm sure. There was bad things. I mean, definitely there was atrocities and different things done during the time of his rule. But remember that just because you're the emperor doesn't mean that you have control over everything either. Yeah, but was, he was right. at least at least we can see in his writings of the meta, uh, you know, that he's trying to do what you know, trying to keep himself in control. And whether or not he succeeded totally, well, that's anybody's guess. Yeah, we really can't tell from these writings of him what actually, you know, what's but, what he writes on a paper on his mind is different than policies that he puts into place. Or yeah, but the one of the cool things is that you see that an emperor of Rome, I mean the the greatest, you know, empire back then is. Still going through the same struggles that you and I are going through every sure. day. And but that he was fighting, you know, his best to to keep himself in check and if it if it wasn't for Marcus Aurelius, we probably Stoicism probably wouldn't be on the radar as much as it is. Cause even though you have some greats, yeah, you know, I don't know. I think that him being a de- an obvious student of that philosophy and a practitioner of it. Uh, I believe that that's probably one reason why, if you read a book, check out a book on philosophy today, there would be a, at least a, a a decently substantial chapter on Stoicism, verse yeah. because of him. Yeah, yeah, um, he's probably the most popular. Nothing against Seneca or no, the they're others. all. He was influenced by all of them. Yeah, it's just I think that. His prominent position and his matter-of-fact writings, too. Because Seneca, you know, his writings to Lucius, you know, are very good and deep and everything. And But he's writing because he knows these could, you know, yeah. fall into the hands of future, the future, sure. future generations. It's a good thing. Marcus is just writing for himself and you're... But, so it's almost like a, um, and it's the fact that he was an emperor that we have it. If he was one of the soldiers that was writing these things for himself, we wouldn't have. Yeah. It. So, but it's a cool little insight into somebody who's not writing to be heard necessarily, but to kind of get himself, keep himself in line. So, anywho, all right. Well, that's our episodes for. That's, the meditations. That's yeah. That was that's two, and um, that's probably th- that's three hours. Yeah, that's three hours worth, and we um, we have we already have plans for the next several, don't we? We talked yeah. about it. We talked we'll, about it. I mean, uh, so we won't we talk about it now, Rob. Probably, but yeah, we'll talk. We'll figure out. We've got some exciting stuff coming up. But uh, yeah, FYI, we are we are fully aware that what the next um, episodes are going to be about. Yeah, so it should be, I mean, barring any unforeseen 
we yeah. should have another one up within you know we're trying to do it at least once a month yeah i think this is the first time we failed at getting out at least once a month yeah people probably like where'd they go it's mostly my fault three 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 fists my fault two fists mark's fault <laughs> wait a second <laughs> that adds oh. up that does add up yeah one no it doesn't because one of them was father's day oh i think we both did we both bowed out on we're father's like, day oh crap it's father's day Cool. So anyway, well, um, yeah, I think we've been reinvigorated by Marcus's writings. I know I have. And I'm like, okay, because sometimes you kind of hit a little lull. Like, what are we going to do next? Yeah. And there doesn't seem like there's much. But now we actually have a lot. Actually, she's Marcus. Yeah. A lot to look at. Got us, got us looking into it. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. You're still having a re uh, uh, effect today, which is cool. I mean, two thousand years ago. All right, well, let's get out of here. Dang. All right, guys. Ciao. See you. Bye. 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 Bye.